Greetings! You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening! Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we could get them out of there? By going up the waterfall? That's right! Anything's possible in Disneyland. Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Zanna and Scott Otis. Howdy. Here we take a nostalgic trip up the waterfall of Disney parks, movies, books, and more Mm -hmm. with our personal present-day point of view. We try. So we invite you to sit back and enjoy your journey up the waterfall. This is episode 35. No, wait, 36. I was going to say, <laughs> I think we did 35 last time. I had 35 on my brain. Um, the history, the storied history of the orange bird. If you're lots watching of us birds, yeah. on YouTube right now, we have some visual enjoyments for you <laughs> with our orange bird props. We really should have a lot more orange bird props. Yeah. We couldn't find one thing and... In storage, I guess. Other stuff I have since lost that I had as a child. I have a storage unit with only Orange Bird <laughs> merchandise. So. We really should have gone there then if that yeah. was the case. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, there's been, you know, definitely a resurgence of Orange Bird love and merchandise, of course, in the oh, recent yeah. years. Uh, but we thought it would be fun to recount where he came from. Mm. And of course, if you are a... Disney nerd as we are and know all of the history of the opening of the parks then you know that it was um, represented by the Florida Citrus Growers that's right Florida Citrus Commission and they worked with Disney um, and signed a contract back in 1969 and wanted to create an attraction that would somehow highlight yeah I think they they actually approached the Disney Company back in 1967, but yeah, they did sign it in '69. But yes. I mean, they were like one of the first uh, signed licensees yeah. of the entire park. So. And they went back and forth a bit, I think, but decided, as we all know, on a tropical bird show. Which was, yeah, of they course they wanted to be represented by something fun, yeah, like and family friendly, which you know what wouldn't be <laughs> in the park, but. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. That's, you can talk about things. We're uh, here together. That's right. But, yeah, they uh, <laughs> essentially they sponsored the Sunshine Pavilion featuring the Tropical Serenade. Or is it Serenade? Serenade. Serenade. Okay. <laughs> we, you uh, know, featuring the Enchanted Tiki Room. Yeah, which was basically a copy of the original one in Disneyland. The show itself. Different pre-show. Different pre-show, exactly. And then, of course, also the Sunshine Tree Terrace, the uh, juice stand at the exit of that attraction. Yes. And in 1970, um, that's when they came up with the Orange Bird character itself. Vince Jeffords, who was a Disney marketing maven, came up with the idea. Vince, yeah, he uh, basically came up with the whole story of that. The character itself was designed by Disney legend Bob Moore. Yes, that's in my (laughs) notes as well. (laughs) 
but yeah, the the whole story of uh, of the Orange Bird, which is a fun story if you want to go through that, it came up by uh, Vince Jeffords. Um, no, you oh, can you go want... through it. Okay. <laughs> well, the whole story, uh, and this actually uh, was released um, also in a a Disneyland Records kind of one of those storybook albums. I think that we all had as kids. With the, uh, I think they had the little Tinker Bell mm-hmm. bell, which told Tell you, you when, when to, to turn, turn the, page. the page. Yeah, but the you know the story was there was this orange bird, which as you can see here had the head of an orange, and uh, little leafy arms. Yes, it's a rather large head and a nice, nice one yellow beak. Um, fun little guy. Anyway, but he uh, was not able to speak. He could only or sing. Or sing yeah, unlike <laughs> all the other birds. Especially in the Enchanted Tiki Room. He uh, could only Think can orange e- thoughts. express himself in <laughs> orange thoughts, little thought bubbles of, you know, orange thoughts and oh, using orange smoke. Um, and I guess the other birds kind of made fun of him for that, which is kind of sad. Very sad. He just was, He was just wanted to be a little happy bird. Disney you know. loves an underdog, though, so. That's true. So he... Uh, all the other birds decided to fly south for the winter, and he wanted to join them, but uh, they said no. Cause, so he had to kind of go it alone. So he ch- did, and he ended up in the city, and he kind of explored the city for a little while, uh, encountering a cat mm-hmm. who in a, in a back alley. And I guess that he escaped that by uh, imagining an orange mouse for the <laughs> cat to attack, and, and he did. It was gone. Uh, and then he, you know, eventually grew tired of that and continued to go south. And he encountered a family in an, um, having a picnic in the park. And, you know, he thought this was a very lovely family. He wanted, and he flew down there and just wanted to uh, hang out with them. And the kids, you know, I think it was a mom and dad and a boy and a girl. And they, the kids loved him. And everyone did. But then when it was time for them to go, and I guess for them to also go south, uh, (laughs) the kids, of course, wanted the bird to come along with them. But the dad, he said no. No. Because he thought maybe the uh, car would fill up with orange smoke, Hmm. and that would be a danger. And we've got (laughs) enough mouths to feed. And this, of course, made the orange bird very sad. Which, you know, I would be sad too. Yeah, that's poor guy. Uh, but anyway, so they were go- driving south, and the bird um, was flying above them, and he flew ahead and noticed that the road, of course, had been washed out in a, oh in a storm. And so he thought super hard, and right, in, right as the car came around the bend and would have careened over this edge, he thought long and hard, because that's all he could do, and he thought of a giant orange stop sign. Which, of course, um, allowed them to stop just in time. And, of course, since he saved the family, I think the father had a, a change of heart and decided, okay, we can adopt the orange bird and take him with us. And then so, he was never heard from again. That's right. He was just <laughs> one, of the fa- one of the family. So that was a fun a little story. I, I did forget that while he was in the city, he actually encountered, uh, he found a I think a birdhouse with another orange bird and he went to it but it was actually the yellow light in oh, in a traffic funny. signal right. and the yeah mm-hmm. the, that orange bird went away and turned red 
and ah. That's funny. I had forgotten about that part. But yeah. But that was a fun uh, story that Vin, um, Vince Jeffords had come up with. And so they released all of that on a Disneyland Records uh, um, And there album. was actually six songs on that oh, that's right. same album yeah. written by uh, the, the Sherman Brothers. The Sher- yeah, the Disney stalwarts, the Sherman Brothers. They, they, yeah, they actually came up with lots of songs, including the, the Orange Bird song, which I think is the most famous, sung by Anita Bryant, who we'll get to in just a bit. We will. Uh, another one called Sing All Day. I'll fly the skyway. I like that one. <laughs> a cat don't like <laughs> the perfect picnic, and uh, the orange or orange tree is the yeah. So that they actually came up with so many songs for that. And so, we, um, you want to talk about Anita? I will in a moment. But first, oh. I want to say for anyone that didn't know that uh, Robert or Bob Moore actually designed the Walt Disney postage stamp and the Eagle mascot for the 1984 Olympic Games. Oh, that's right. Sam, to Sam the Eagle. Yeah. Very similar to the uh, the American Sings Eagle. It, yes. And I just want to talk a little bit about the lead up to how it came to be in the Magic Kingdom. Yes. And uh, if you were driving to the Magic Kingdom, which a lot of people were back then, it was, you know, the whole eastern seaboard and that side of the country was able to drive to this brand new Walt Disney yeah, World. Yeah, and most resort. of these folks had never been to Disneyland because they're all on the east coast. Right. And very few had gone all the way out to see Disneyland. So with so this new Walt Disney World park, they were able to do that. There was billboards all along, you know, the way to Disney World and souvenir stands and other advertisements showcasing the orange bird. So people would kind of have an idea on their way there that like, hey, this little guy is going to be waiting for us at the Magic yeah. Kingdom. It wasn't because, you know, having a character that wasn't like Mickey or Donald was kind of um, unusual at the time, but it wasn't unheard of because, well, of course, there was the Aunt Jemima was a character that would walk around. Yeah, at Disneyland. At right. Disneyland and things like that. And Disney had been also associated with orange juice, with the Donald Duck orange juice That's from, right. golly, what was that, the 1940s or the 50s? I do not know. I think it was the late 40s <laughs> they came up with that, which is like the longest running uh, Disney that that's still going because they still make it. Yeah. So Anita Bryant was a spokesperson for the Florida Citrus Council. Mm-hmm. She was, of course, former Miss America, are you Well, she was Miss Oklahoma from 1958. Miss America contestant. And then she was in a contestant in yeah. Miss America, the of course. Second runner-up or something. Yeah, second runner-up. So. so she had been their official spokesperson since 1968. And then mm-hmm. three years later, she teamed up um, with the Orange Bird in publicity photos and commercials, most of which ended with the line, from the sunshine tree. That's right. Um, and you can see some of those commercials on YouTube. I'll link some of them there. There were some where, I don't know if they were actually her kids, but they s- were pretending that they were her <laughs> kids that she was giving Florida orange juice to. Um, and then there was, as you talked about, the whole album where there were six songs, which was actually distributed free of charge to yeah, guests they actually, when they uh, first... Well, w- that was a different album. They had the, the storybook album, but they had a, a, just a 45 with, I think, two songs. Oh, okay. The, um, the first and the last songs. The, the Little Orange Bird on the A side and then Orange Tree on the, on the B side, gotcha. which they handed out free at, uh, at the uh, Sunshine Pavilion. Yes. 
so then, as time went on, and we'll get to, I just want to get Anita out of the way here. <laughs> some controversy yes, happened. Yes, uh, there was a bit of controversy with her. She had some uh, some different differing views. Yes. Things. In well. 1977, she was uh, campaigning against anti-discrimination legislation in Miami, where she lived at the time. She took a public stance against homosexuality that garnered national attention and led to a boycott of Florida citrus products. That's right. And I was reading about this, and I honestly did not remember, you know, I was not old enough to know what was going on politically back then, of course. But I really just never researched Anita Baker and didn't know. O'Brien. O'Brien, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Anita Bryant. And <laughs> Anita Baker. Wow, that's funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> I had no idea. But I was glad to hear that people were mad about it and oh, protesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The Florida and the, yeah, the Florida citrus growers, they were not a huge fan of their products being boycotted. Exactly. So I believe they ended their relationship they with did. her as a result. Um, but Disney signed a new five-year sponsorship agreement in 1981 um, with the Florida Citrus Commission, keeping that Orange Bird relationship going because the Orange Bird had nothing to do with controversy and he no, was still there. It was, was just, just Anita little, that had to get out of the A little guy with little orange thoughts. Exactly. Um, but then I think it was five years later after that new five-year contract they were kind of just like yeah we're done because yeah. you know it was like a lot of sponsorship money that they were paying and they didn't feel they were getting a lot and by that time a different uh, character that had been created just for a theme park was kind of taken over with figment well yes over that's Epcot, true. so but he didn't tell you to drink orange juice that is true uh but anyway going back to the opening and the sunshine tree terrace itself uh, there was a sunshine tree that was built behind, mm -hmm. you know, the counter there. And it really was, uh, it's hard to explain in modern times and modern terms what the Walt Disney World Resort was like back in the 70s. And in turn, what the country was like back in the 70s. Like, oranges were still almost like... Oh, yeah. A magical product that not everyone had access to all the time. Like, if you went to Florida, you would mail home citrus. Oh, yeah. People would buy crates and crates of oranges and mail would. them to all of their family. Yeah. And so it was, you know, an exotic type of thing. And so creating this sponsorship and these products that you could eat and drink from oranges was really like people ate it up back then. Oh, yeah. This was the time, of course, of you know, jello molds and ambrosia and <laughs> all sorts of exotic, in quotes, foods like that, that people were just all about Tupperware and jello molds. And I remember my Aunt Helen was very famous for her coffee jello, which as a coffee fan, ev sounds gross, even for me. And my grandmother and mom would all make these weird jello molds with like oh, yeah. celery in them. Yeah, and I grew up with, uh, I think, the green jello with Car you know, Julian carrots yeah, inside. Yeah, like what the heck? <laughs> so it's weird that we have such nostalgia of things like the orange bird in that time frame, but then that was also going on, um, which of course our friend Michael Crawford mentions in his Progress City he, Boy, does he mention it. And I had written down some of the um, items that you could get 
made from oranges, but I will just read them directly from his book because it's pretty funny. It's hilarious. Some of the stuff. So you could get not only, you know, the citrus swirl everyone knows and loves, uh, but there was also things like tangerine soft freeze, a sherbet-like mm. mixture of orange juice, tangerine concentrate, tangerine oil, and sweetener, an orange juice bar on a stick, which I definitely remember those existed oh, yeah. back then. And jellied citrus salad composed of broken orange and grapefruit segments, grapefruit juice, sugar, and gel. Whatever that is. <laughs> um, also on the menu, a tangerine cheesecake comprising cake topped with tangerine and orange glaze sauce, citrus tarts of heavy cream in an open shell topped with orange sections and glazed orange sauce, and crepes ambrosia, a delightful mixture of oranges, tangerines, marshmallows, <laughs> and coconut dipped in heavy cream and rolled in a French pancake. Or a crepe. Yes, but you know, this was America. We had to explain everything. Uh, in addition... That was just what was available at the Sunshine Tree Terrace, but there was other places. Yeah, they had oranges throughout the park. Yeah, so they right? really like lived up to their end of the bargain, I think, these oh, yeah. Florida Citrus Commission people. So at the now-defunct Adventureland Veranda, guests could order a uh, Fiji chicken orange chunk <laughs> made up of fried <laughs> chicken breast, Cantonese rice, which I don't know what that... Probably fried rice, I would assume. Polynesian Probably. vegetables, egg roll, grated orange rind, and parsley topped with orange or tangerine segments. Mm. This was a different... I mean, I could do a whole episode that's not Disney-related on Chinese food of the 70s and oh, 80s yeah. because my grandparents and mom and dad and all of us would go out each week to the Canton House in Canton, Massachusetts. Oh, wow. And get mugu gai pan and uh, sliced pork with the red on the edges and you never did this because you uh, never even ate rice until you were I did go to a, a Chinese restaurant one time in Vancouver you know the, oh, the wow. second largest uh, Chinatown in North America behind San Francisco's <laughs> and at that time since I didn't you know it was all very exotic yeah uh, I had tea <laughs> so I was <laughs> well, afraid well that's the thing is like you know this was really American Chinese food yeah. and it would have lots of pineapples and those little um, noodles that were oh, yeah, fried, yeah. you know, the chow mein noodles and all that, that stuff. That was a that very was, exotic thing yeah. back then. So sweet and sour chicken was kind of like as risky and exotic as it got for people back then. So this was, probably was very popular at the time. Um, additionally, Tomorrowland Terrace served a hamburger plate with sides of French fries and Florida citrus jello. Yummy. They also featured citrus tarts and a citrus salad containing orange and grapefruit segments topped with orange sherbet. Uh, Crystal <laughs> Palace, you could order <laughs> an orange Waldorf salad, which of course, if you don't know, has raisins and walnuts in it. Of course, that's a Waldorf. Um, as well as cottage cheese jubilee salad, <laughs> a very 70s sounding concoction of cottage cheese mixed with tiny bits of oranges and pineapple. You lost me at cottage cheese, Lots of but cottage I know a lot of people then. love that. Yes. Uh, Liberty Square's Liberty Tree Tavern had shrimp Florida, utilizing <laughs> pink Florida shrimp <laughs> with diced oranges in sauce Louie. Uh, and then the <laughs> pate maison Florida which oh. composed of thin slices of homemade pate 
with orange rounds molded into each slice. Um, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that is kind of a scary combination of foods. But it's, wow. it really yeah, I mean, that's, harkens back to a time when that's what people If you think about yeah, what they have now, there's nothing like that in, in, in quick service uh, restaurants. It's that's crazy amazing. to think about. Um, so anyway, they built a tree back there where the orange bird sat. That's in. right. There was a little... A little orange bird. Yeah, and it was, there. you know, just plastic leaves, and there was plastic oranges in there. Um, but the orange bird figure was originally an animatronic. His little leaf arm oh, would about move that. up and down. Okay. And there was also projections that would, there was like little tiki's around him as well. And there was little projections that would go up on the wall and the tree of his orange thoughts. That's amazing because just having things like that, not just in attractions or shows, but like in the background of a restaurant or or a snack stand even, that's just phenomenal. Um, It was crazy to think that that, existed and was oh, just yeah. part of the experience back then and I certainly remember um, I've said before that I had family that lived in Ocala so I don't remember my original visits to Disney World when I was probably as young as like six months old there's a picture of me in an orange grove as a six-month-old <laughs> baby holding an orange I don't know where that was taken <clears throat> probably not in Adventureland no Probably not. Um, but there was also a picture that I've shown a, a million times of me, probably six or seven years old, with a frozen banana. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely, you know, before my 1983 trip to Epcot, I had been there yeah. a few times. And I do have distinct memories of getting an orange bird sipper, which at the time, I posted this on Twitter, so people may have seen it. <clears throat> it was just an orange cup. There was no yeah. body to it. And it had a little orange leaves cover. And you could either just get orange juice in there or whatever, probably. I and don't know. people loved that stuff back then. I loved that back then. And if you <laughs> think about this, um, the Aladdin's, of course, the flying carpets were not there. Right. So imagine that whole area minus that attraction. Yeah. And it's still that, that big. It was and we such an exotic place back then. On our last episode where we ranked oh, yeah, the attractions right. that a lot of people purists were not fans of Aladdin's carpet rides because it really destroyed that amazing view when you first walked into Adventureland. And unlike Disneyland's Adventureland, which is so narrow when you first walk in, that's really a bottleneck area, which they've since Mm -hmm. widened, I guess. But still, you had this vast expanse when you walked in here, and it really was breathtaking, the architecture. I mean, there were some benches, uh, concrete benches, not concrete, but um, kind of rock <laughs> benches yes. uh, throughout as well. It wasn't just a big expanse of nothingness, but right. uh, but it was a lot more open back yes. then. So exactly. a lot more exotic things. And there were stools at the Sunshine Tree Terrace yes. that you could sit there and That's enjoy right. your purchases. And the citrus swirl. Yes, the citrus swirl, which I definitely had memories of, and I always preferred over the Dole Me too. when I was little. Um, just the combination of the orange and the vanilla ice cream was very... I loved creamsicles back then, too, so... It was, yeah, harkened back to that. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so that hung on for a long time, even after the orange bird had kind of faded. Yeah, and we haven't even really mentioned the walk-around character. Oh, that's right. I forgot all... I never... 
ever saw him, which makes me sad. Yeah, my first visit to Walt Disney World was in 1984, so... Yeah, he was I, gone by the, then. I'm not sure when he did exactly go. I know it was sometime right around then. Um, might have been a little earlier than that, but yeah, I never saw him, which is sad. I'm trying to see when the... I know it was sometime in the early 80s. Well, I'll have to keep looking while you're... Yeah, that's okay. Um, but I think it was 1986 is when they parted ways. So uh, he may have been there, but I don't yeah, think he I was mean, back it was, then. I only had that one visit. Yeah, I think people I did not see. after the 70s were kind of just <clears> like... And this was a definitely a different kind of a uh, <clears throat> walk-around character than a lot of the other characters you know about because he yeah. had... And uh, we'll show images of that if you're watching... You can see it almost like so was like a like a onesie, right? With, <laughs> it was with like an a little pajama <laughs> outfit with yeah. an, an orange head on you. And I've seen there's not a ton of pictures out there of oh. him in the parks, but the ones that are, there's one picture in particular where there's a lady in the corner that looks. She's the spitting image of my mom, my dad's mom. Maybe so, it's her. I know, and I was like, is that me as a child? But there's like another child next to that child that. I think I it was. I didn't have a sister that looked no, like that. No, but, so. uh, you know, lots of other little kids <laughs> wanted to see the orange bird. So. I don't know. But they were, like, wearing a matching outfit. Anyway, it looked like it my Grandma Lucy, but I don't think it was her. I she do She probably would have been sitting down smoking a cigarette <laughs> somewhere. This was back then. She had to stand up sometime. Uh, anyway, yeah, this walk-around character was kind of a fun thing to see as well, but I don't think he lasted uh, yeah and it's just crazy to think about that there's a character created just for the parks for a just like for an attraction but and that wasn't from a movie and walking the, around like the that. thing with the florida orange bird is yes he was a walt disney productions creation if you had any of the original sippers back then or like the Orange Bird Bank, which I did have as well, yeah, they, and I don't know where that they is. They had all kinds of things like that. Yeah, like, uh, they were banks, vinyl toys, licensed, records. and you could find them throughout Florida. Like when I would go to Silver Springs all the time because that was right next to Ocala, and in their gift shop they would have Orange Bird yeah. merchandise. You'd there. find them in a lot of the roadside attractions, mm -hmm. uh, where they would you know hand out the free yeah. orange juice as well. So, so it really was a point of pride for Florida, the state. Oh, um, yeah. To have this relationship with Walt Disney, I think, and yeah, they really all promoted for it. Sponsoring Florida-grown oranges, exactly, and other citrus. Yes. So, <clears throat> sadly, uh, the citrus sunshine tree. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that part out, perhaps. The um, sunshine tree that I recently mentioned. Yes. Was dismantled and taken down oh, during no. a 2000 rehab That's they so just sad. decided that you know the orange bird was long gone i believe because when they ended their partnership he just kind of like Yoink. went like this and they nobody knows probably to this stuck day him in a back closet somewhere yeah um nobody knows where where he is or where he was but didn't they find him they found something but it wasn't <gasps> this one that could move oh. his, his arms um but yeah, they just decided to get rid of the sunshine tree altogether in 2000 when rather than spend the money to refurbish it one last time or at all, they took it away. And then we just kind of didn't really, you know, major fans of original Walt Disney World would pine away for their orange bird. 
but it wasn't until 2004 that's right when, when he started appearing in Tokyo, Tokyo Disneyland yeah Japan basically kind of saved him and he appeared in their park yeah just on merchandise they had a yeah. little plush guy that looked very similar <clears throat> to this and then a few other you I've know, seen little... I've seen some merchandise yeah from that and it's you know because I mean you know the Japanese kawaii like everything looking adorable and cute kind of like Hello Kitty yeah it's kind of like how they they had the resurgence of the the old Disney bear that kind of turned into yeah. Buffy exactly so it, it made sense even Orange though Bird. it didn't make sense why it was in Japan a lot of things there don't make <clears throat> sense but in the way because yeah. of that they do does that make sense <laughs> <laughs> so people would then see some of these things on eBay or people that actually traveled to Tokyo Disneyland were like, oh my gosh, this exists over here. So it kind of got things, you know, in interest was re-sparked for people that may have never heard of him and were like, Absolutely. who's Orange Bird? And then back in, you know, the, the early 2010s, Twenty twelve. Well, that's when that's when that it whole thing back. started. But yeah, but, but before that, Jason Grant, Imagineer Jason Grant. I guess he had an affinity for yeah. the Orange Bird. Did he, or was he doing predictive programming? I'll bet it was a bit of both. <laughs> no, I know he definitely did love him. But he's this a was true what Disney was guy. such an amazing thing to sit back and watch, which of course we didn't realize at the time. I don't know. There's no way I could search for Jason Grant's original Orange Bird tweet because it probably he tweets started about him a lot. back in early 2011. Yeah, so and well over a year before he all would of just that came out. be drawing him, and you would think like, "Oh my gosh, he loves Orange Bird. This is so cool!" And it would really spark conversation yeah. on Twitter, which was they were actually experimenting at the time as well. Yes, they were with Imagineers being on Twitter. Like, hey, this is a kind of a new thing. Twitter had been around. Since like 2007 or something. And this is, of course, the account 43 square miles. Yes. Jason Grant. <clears throat> and a few of his buddies and your pals as well were kind yes. of the... Alex Wyatt and the, the other Jason. Yes. The experimentation team to see what kind of, you know, interaction would happen, what kind of feedback there was. And it really, <laughs> you know, the interest and love in oh, the yeah. Orange Bird it really took, took off. off. And Big everyone time. became obsessed us included of course yes <clears throat> and it really helped you to appreciate and love the new imagineers that were out there even more because you understood at least for me personally i was very excited to see like oh my gosh they get it they're yeah. fans and themselves. that's the thing they they get it they're fans first and they understand the history and it's their history too and they love yep. all of the same things that we love and there would just be more and more drawings and you know old um photos of the orange bird and things like that and then destination d happened That's right. and he talked about it there but i don't think it they, was announced until the expo they actually sold a shirt ah. an orange bird shirt at that destination d i don't have it oh, okay. but uh <laughs> but that or is it? No, no, it's not that. That was not one of the one. ones that came uh -huh. out later. But I think it was a white a white shirt with a uh, little orange. Yeah. Um, arm things, but. Oh, that's right. I do have that shirt. You could have worn that one, or I could have worn that one. Dang it! We'll we have, have a lot of a lot of orange bird. I know. Shirts I had here. no idea. I apparently have <laughs> five different orange bird shirts in my possession. Uh, anyway. More fans. The 
they then made an announcement. Yeah. And it was kind of like a, an unannounced surprise thing that the orange bird would be returning. I think a lot of people thought it was kind of like the walk around character who yeah. was maybe going to be coming back. But they had actually discovered an original orange bird figure mm-hmm. in a dr- like a file cabinet in California. That's right. And um, Kevin Kidney, I believe, mm-hmm. had design redesigned the new version of the orange bird, who sadly does not move his arms, but he's still pretty darn cute. I mean, Kevin moves his arms, but the orange bird did not. That is true. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so he reappeared on some cute little yes. orange grove crates. There was no... Uh, in the uh, in the sunshine tree terrace. Yes, exactly. Which originally, because I'm going to get confused now. You're going to have to... They changed the name and now it's Aloha Isle there. Well, and Sunshine Tree yeah, Terrace is where the Dole Whip used to be. Yeah, that was a few years later. Later, but when it first reopened it was in his original spot yes um no tree but there was orange that was crates. what april 17th 2012 if i'm not mistaken where they had a fun event we were there oh yeah and it was a d23 event that you didn't need it a ticket or anything for i think it was just right but they had a whole announcement Stephen yeah. vagnini was there Stephen vagnini was there they did a fun thing. little uh rendition of the orange bird song yep and Jason Grant was there, Monty Mal... I'm going to butcher his Mal- last Malvo. name. I can't remember. We'll we'll put it up on one of the pictures I have. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> I can find it in here if I scroll long enough, but I would rather not have dead air. Yes. Um, but anyway, they designed this shirt and the other shirt that you were wearing in last week's episode that was just his just, head. Yeah. So and look at last a week's print episode. also That's at the right. time, which I never got. And an attraction poster. You remember that? Yes. That's what the print was, I oh, believe. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. But they, they actually, he was in the little attractions poster oh, right. in the when tunnel you as in. you walked yes. through the park. Exactly. I did take a picture of that as well. And then the original sipper cups that they came out with, um, the first version, which I do have a photo which of. Which is not what this Christian is. Can, can put that on there it was just his head again it was very similar to with the, the eyes 70s and 80s version and straw, with the little cap and a straw popping up out of his head yes and it was just <laughs> his eyes and <clears throat> i have a picture of geo drinking out of that and it was a very moving moment for me because it's a very cute photo <laughs> i had done the same thing when i was little and then he got to do the Aww. same thing it was really cute and of course then they brought back the citrus swirl at the same time that's right so it was yeah, An they found they moment. were able to get that machine working, which was a very uh, the machine finicky. was very finicky. A lot of times it would get too cold and they couldn't get the consistency just right. So sometimes the citrus swirl was available, and sometimes it wasn't. Be- based on that machine, I think they've uh, since figured it out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> um, but so it was a fun. An exciting time for Orange Bird, and it's really only gone up since then. But going back to the Jason Grant thing, that's when it all clicked to me. was just like, ah, he knew what was coming. Yes, he did. He was getting us ready for it. So he's also like a huge Figment fan and original Epcot Center fan. And he's, over Mm -hmm. the years, drawn a lot of Figments. So I always, and still do, hold out hope that they will redo 
figment, but it may have just meant that he was going to be the mascot for every single Epcot festival. I don't know. <laughs> and he kind of is. <laughs> he definitely is. Um, but yeah, so that was the story. This is the photo right here if you're looking. That looks just like my grandmother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll make sure to post that. Yes, so you can, we will. You can all sure. judge. Is that her grandmother or not? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the story of the orange bird and he is now i think this season especially was supposed to be a major factor in the um, flower and garden festival which sadly was kind of cut short and it's kind of happening now but it's a combination flower and food and wine festival with less booths but there's still a ton of merchandise i just saw a photo this morning actually there's like orange bird leggings and Hmm. all sorts of crazy orange bird items backpacks etc did you have anything else to add about the only other thing is um they actually made an educational film also wow with uh featuring the orange bird um called foods and foods and fun a nutrition adventure, which pretty much used the same storyline, uh, sorry, storyline as the uh, the Disneyland uh, record that they had done. So, uh, but anyway, that actually featured Rex Allen mm. as the narrator, as well as the voice of June Foray, who uh, had done a lot of voice work, of oh, course. Yeah, she was Rocky the squirrel. That's right. But um, I just wanted to throw this one other little thing out there. This is a complete throwaway thing. But in they in the storybook, um, the Disneyland record, um, with the um, you know, with the songs, all those songs that sung by Anita Bryant, it all that actually featured Ron Ronnie Howard, a young Ronnie Howard, who would also um, um, appeared in a Haunted Mansion uh, CD, not oh, a wow. CD, but a, a record. <laughs> um, as well as uh, Roby Lester and Sam Edwards. Sam Edwards was, of course, the father. But anyway, these were uh, popular figures who had appeared in so very many of Disneyland records that they had um, done over the years. Uh, Roby Lester, she could actually be heard in the, the Haunted Mansion, uh, the chilling, thrilling sounds of the Haunted Mansion, which I actually had as a child I growing had that up. too as well. With all of we the fun uh, sound effects, mm-hmm. but yeah, she was the the kind of the voice of the you know the who told the story of you walking through the haunted mansion, and that was her. Um, but the one that she did for the Orange Bird, that was her final appearance in the Disneyland records. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, that was my last thing with with that. Were you able to find anything else? I was able to find that it was Monty Maldovan and yeah. Casey Jones. Um, oh, that's right. I remember they were, were the ones that there. designed. There was this <coughs> design and then the um, print with the movie, the attraction poster, and then the other orange one. That's right. So between the two of them, they were there to, you know, sign prints and whatnot as well. I do apologize for massacring your name, Monty. Um, but yeah, and it was 2015 was when they switched. Yeah, the uh, Aloha Isle Refreshments and Sunshine Tree Terrace for some reason switched places. Yeah, I don't know why. And didn't if you know why, let us know because did they switch back eventually, or are they still kind of in their switched no? It's positions? Sunshine Tree Terrace is where Aloha Isle is now. Okay, makes no sense. 
I I agree. I don't like it, but it I is don't what either. it is. Yeah. It makes yeah, cuz the dole whip was always there and yeah. now it's not. Yeah. It's in the other place. I guess because that's a bigger location and and dole whip is more popular? I don't know. But they they also moved the orange bird so that he would be in the sunshine yes. tree terrace, that is true. which is where he belongs. And at some point they <coughs> added right next to the sunshine the original Sunshine Tree Terrace, <laughs> uh, a Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom portal. Except they did not move that portal. No, that's it's, still there. It's still there, but now <laughs> it's next to the Aloha Isle refreshments. Yes. Even true. though the uh, the story there is orange themed? No, it's not. I don't remember. It's been too long since I've It'd be funny that. if they had a little orange bird card and you could throw oranges at a... At they the do have an orange bird card. It was oh, one of the special right. ones at Halloween. I actually have that. We should have had it to display right now. <laughs> I kind of know where it <laughs> I is. I did send a photo <laughs> of it to Christian so he can throw Yay. it in there. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up, as I mentioned, the storied history of the little orange bird. The little bird that could, if you will... Yeah. I do love him so because he, he reminds speak. me of simpler times. Uh, it really was. And I have that, you know, Silver Springs connection, and I would always see those roadside attraction type merchandise there, and I really just loved him. And I loved any, you know, small, cute thing. Yeah, and things that could <laughs> project orange thoughts. Yeah, and which at the time I didn't even know, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know his backstory until right. much later when there was a history to discover, I guess. But back then I just knew I liked drinking out of his head. (laughs) Delicious orange juice, which fun fact, they only served frozen orange juice from concentrate there. Isn't that crazy to think about? I know Florida orange concentrate is a very big product. Yeah, so So that's probably what the the orange is. Because that's a a way that uh, households could enjoy orange juice all across America. Yeah, just plop that sucker into a pitcher and add some water. It's amazing how it works. We definitely did that growing up. Oh, yeah. I remember the minute It would be funny, uh, fun to watch it kind of dissolve. Yeah. Because if you start drinking it too early and you still have that little frozen (laughs) glop. But then once you discover (laughs) fresh squeezed orange juice, there's really no turning back. Yeah. With (sighs) or without the pulp? Um, I go... Back and forth. I okay. do enjoy a nice smooth orange juice with no pulp. Yeah. But every now and then, it's fun to have some As long some as pulp. it doesn't have the seeds. <laughs> so if you're listening or watching, let us know, are you a fan of the orange bird? Do you have any memories of orange bird growing up? Yeah, did you encounter the walk-around character? I know. If so, fun. we'd love to see a photo if you oh have one gosh, of those. Yes. Um, are you a citrus swirl fan? Let us yeah. know that. Citrus, citrus swirl, swirl or, or Dole, Dole Whip. Whip. Um, for us, it's both. Citrus swirl, all the way, right? Yeah. I used to, when I would get Dole Whip, I would always get the mix of Dole Whip and vanilla ice cream because I really liked the sour and the sweet together. So that's kind of why I liked the citrus swirl, which really is a completely different consistency. They have an orange swirl Mm -hmm. at the Dole Whip place, which is a completely different flavor and product. It tastes like baby aspirin, if you ever had that chewable baby aspirin growing up. Okay, I'll have to take your word for that. <laughs> it does. Ask Amanda Tinney. She agrees with me. Okay. Um, but the citrus swirl was always like slushy kind of, there was stuff in it, you know, like little Interesting. crystals Fun. with the vanilla ice okay. cream mixed in. So. Fun. I do prefer a citrus swirl if I had to choose. Yes, me too. Let us know your thoughts. 
and what you prefer and if you learned anything new on this episode yeah of up the waterfall which we thank you for joining us on i do have a, a fun trivia oh yes corner. last week's trivia do tell is it the trivia corner it is the otisney trivia corner okay well <laughs> if you may recall last week um i was I have talking no memory of last week you don't remember no. we were ranking all of the Magic Kingdom attractions. I remember attractions, that, but then I blacked out. And then out. I, we were talking specifically about the Liberty Square Riverboat. Oh, right, yes. And the history of that. Yes, And I Go had ahead. simply asked um, if if you could name any one of the names that uh, that, that was. Um, and so just to give a small history of that, um, on October 1st, 1971, when the Magic Kingdom uh, premiered or opened its gates for the first time there were how many river boats zero zero <laughs> on i was Oct going to say <laughs> on october 2nd 1971 <laughs> is when the admiral joe fowler mm. uh, premiered on the second day and it was joined by the richard f irvine in uh on may 20th 1973 <clears throat> so starting in 1973 there were actually two river boats kind of going around wow. if you think about like at disneyland that has the mark twain and the columbia it was kind of like that one of them had i believe one smokestack and mm. one of them had two but anyway back in 1980 in a dry dock uh, for the admiral joe fowler they kind of lifted it up by a crane and something happened it slipped it fell and the entire hull was shattered oh, no. and, and made completely inoperable and so basically on that day there were only uh, there was only one <laughs> the Richard F Irvine and that's wow. actually when I came in and that's the only one that I remember because hmm. I as I mentioned um, my first Disney uh, Walt Disney World visit was 1984 there will be a quiz on that later that's right and then in 1996 <laughs> they actually changed the name of the Richard F Irvine to the Liberty Bell Ah, uh, yes. Which is what it is to this very day. That's why I remember that name, because it's the same one as right now. That's right. And then well, it I turns... I suppose they, they changed it. Just <clears throat> I don't so know. So it was like, nobody knows who Richard Well, Ever except they, they took those names. And they put them on the And they put the them on the, the ferry boats. Yeah. yeah that, which was, at that time, the Magic Kingdom 1, the Magic Kingdom 2, and the Kingdom Queen. Oh, okay. And they took the two ma uh, Magic Kingdoms, and they named them the Richard F. Irvine and the... Admiral Joe Fowler, and they renamed the Kingdom Queen into the General Joe Potter. And these are, um, Potter and Fowler were kind of some old guys who <laughs> helped create both Disneyland and Disney World that, that Walt Disney had uh, hired mm -hmm. from those days. And they essentially created Disney World. Yeah. Richard F. Irvine, was, he was the head of Imagineering at the time. So, yeah. So I would have accepted any one of those three answers. Very fun facts. That's right. And but I have another trivia There's question for this trivia? week related to our friend, the little orange bird. <clears throat> did I give away the question in you our discussion? You did not. Oh, okay. Which is good. Um, as we had mentioned, the the Disneyland Storybook album that had all of those songs, mm -hmm. um, including the Orange Bird song. And the orange tree. But that one song, I'll Fly the Skyway, all of the songs written for that album were written directly for that album, with the exception of I'll Fly the Skyway. That song was actually written for an animated feature 
from before that time that end, that ended up not being used for that animated feature. Wow. Right. And at the time, that was called My Way is the Highway. Hmm. And so they changed My Way is the Highway to I'll Fly the Skyway. Interesting. And so the trivia question is, what animated film was that song from and who, what was the character that was going to sing it? Hmm. Interesting. I don't the know answer. The answer I may surprise you. I'll have to look at your notes and see if I'm right. This is a good one. I think so. All right. Get your, well, you're not supposed to Google, but, you know, we'll accept I mean, anything. Either either know it or you don't, and if you don't, how else are you going to find it? It is in several books, mm. including this one, Mouse Tracks: The Story of the Walt Disney World Records. Oh my gosh, is that available? By Tim Hollis and Greg Erbar. I'll link Greg to that. Greg Erbar is a friend of mine. Oh. Yeah. Fun. All right. Well, as always, you can send in your. Disney trivia answers, your O Disney trivia corner clubhouse answers <laughs> to Xana at Xanaland.com. You can find us on upthewaterfall.com if you want to just go there. You can listen to all the episodes that way and find links to everything else. I do post each episode on Xanaland.com as well mm-hmm. with how to listen, where to follow us. Uh, you can subscribe on youtube.com slash Xanaland, which I would love for you to do. Yes, please. You can follow us on Instagram, Xanaland and Otisney, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Xanaland is where you will find, of course, our live show, which we were about to experience our second ever, which has to be better than the first. I don't see how it could <laughs> not be. We should knock on simulated wood uh, after saying that. We had a few issues. We did. On our initial try. But, but that uh, was also the night that Batu in Galaxy's Edge was literally struck by lightning. Yeah, I was surprised that our house survived yeah. because there were some weird storms going on at the exact time that we were trying that. There were. And we have since upgraded our Wi-Fi system and I think it's going to be great. It was a fun show for us. <laughs> on the, no one could hear yeah, the we, fun. Yeah, we I might have think, to repeat some of the material. Yeah, that would for be the, true. F- for the folks who, who uh, tune in. Yeah. So we can give them a good, fun, full show. Exactly. Which I'm excited for. Me too. We had some good features, and I'm really excited for the future of that. So Shall join us. Shall we clink to the future Indeed. of our live shows and Orange Bird in general? <laughs> Thank you, as always, for joining us <laughs> up the waterfall. That's right. Anything's possible at Disneyland. And the orange bird. Yay.